the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohn of Compass Realty. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And as soon as we get out of the shelter in place, you'll be able to use those certificates. Uh, today's trivia theme is general trivia. Nam, you want to go ahead and start us off. Yeah, um, I want to start off with an article that's was put out or a report that was put up by Compass Real Estate, which is uh, the company that Patty uh, works for. And uh, in this, this, this report came out just a couple days ago. So this Compass report shows the housing market hit bottom in mid-April. So, so the DFL report gives a market-by-market look at the global pandemic's impact on real estate. And they go on to say every region in which Compass operates saw a dramatic decline in listings going under contract as a result of COVID-19 back in March and uh, the accompanying economic sluggishness. But a new report that came out this week um, showed that the bottom appears to have already passed. Um, and they go on to say that in every- California or nationwide? Nationwide, well, it's in the markets that they service. So they're spread it's across nationwide. the country. Yeah, in most, in many major metropolitan areas. And they said the bottom hit, uh, you know, across a range of dates, but all in mid-April. And uh, now things are, you know, grow, uh, coming back. And I think, Patty, you've mentioned that a few times in the last yeah. month when you've been yeah. on the show. So even, though the, on that? so even though the unemployment figures keep rising, this, this sounds pretty good news, though. Yeah, I mean, people still have the money that they had before. Unfortunately, 40% of people making less than $40,000 are hurting the most. Um, but our market is on fire right now. Uh, I mean, for example, in Marin County, typically we have 486 listings right now. And typically at this time of year, we have 600. So, and, and we've got 217 in escrow. So things are moving and buyers are, buyers are very, very, very motivated. So you were saying uh, that 40%, was it 40% of the people under a certain economic level? Yeah, nationwide. Nationwide. Okay. So, I mean, it kind of, especially in the Bay Area, uh, that kind of sort of answers the question of like, where are all these buyers coming from? I mean, it's, you know, the Bay Area has such, you know, so many wealthy people in California in general that they're still actively engaged in, in buying and selling it. 
uh, especially yeah. in the market that you service? I'm finding that the profile of the buyers have not changed. We have a lot of move up buyers and a lot of move down, mostly move up. We have a lot of people coming from San Francisco, which we always do, but I predict that there's going to be more and more of that. And then we also have people um, like senior citizens relocating here. Like I'm getting an offer today on a condo that I have listed. It's a guy from Wisconsin that it took him two years to sell his house. And it just got into escrow during shelter in place and already closed. I mean, people that are doing business right now across the country, buyers, they're serious, they're motivated, they're not making waves, and they're closing. Interesting. Wow. And you're saying that there's uh, 200 and I can't remember exactly what the number is of the listings are in escrow. So it was about half of the active listings. Is that is that normal that you have? Well, no, no, not really. There's 486 listings. And an additional mm-hmm. 216 are in escrow. Oh, God. But it's okay. still, a, it's, a, it's a decent number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's still, uh, the total number of active listings is down. It's just that the ones that are on the market are getting activity. Well, yeah, and we're just ramping up. Typically, we'll have um, yeah. 600 on the market, but our spring yeah. season is delayed. So instead yeah. of selling starting March 15th, it arguably started May 1st, and I think it's going to go through July. So we're going to have like a big summer. Now, I think anybody that's even thinking about selling should jump in because spring, all bets are off with the virus. And it's just a typical pattern of spring being peaking. And we just started it. So it's going to ramp up to that 600. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting to see with uh, schools, whether or not they're actually going to open I know. You know. I mean, some of them have already said, yeah, we're not going to open for a while, but, uh, you know, September, October, who knows when. I wonder how that'll change the buying or selling market. Because a lot of it times. It sure changes parents. Yeah. Parents, you know, how are they going to get to work? Who's going to take care of the kids? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a blog site called Curbed. Um, Patty, you probably seen it from time to time. They're not a mouthpiece for the real estate uh, industry at all. And uh, they have a headline, the economy is taking, this is a, a blog post from uh, this week, actually today, the economy is taking, so why aren't home prices dropping? And the very essence of the article is what we've talked about on the show for the last several weeks, supply and demand. It's a completely different ball game this time around than 2008. Yeah. There's just there's just so much that's different, and it's funny because other parts of the media, um, I think, can continue to promote you know doom and gloom, and it's going to take a long time for us to work our way out. And look at unemployment. How can you say housing prices aren't going to go down precipitously when unemployment is at a historical high right now? It's because supply and demand. It really is, and um, sellers just aren't going to drop prices if they don't have to. Well, yeah, and a lot of sellers are kind of shocked, and so they haven't put their houses on. So we have more buyers than sellers. But sell, well, a lot of sellers are still doing what they planned on doing. March 15th, it's, yeah. we just started 45 days later. Do you, do you think the way uh, listings will be sold, you know, with the changes because of shelter or because of COVID, do you think that's going to continue? Like limited open houses and yeah, people having to, uh, okay. 
I do. And people are taking it quite seriously. Like uh, one seller today said she was very upset. I wondered why. Well, the lights were left on and it was not about electricity. It was about if the lights left on, that means someone touched the light switch. You're not supposed to touch anything. Oh, interesting. Hey, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. We're talking general trivia. First trivia question. I got some easy ones for you this time. What was the name of German flying ace Manfred von Richthofen? What was his nickname? All right. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which you'll be able to use as soon as uh, the the, uh, COVID (laughs) crisis shelter in place is over. All right. First trivia question. What was the name of German flying ace uh, Manfred von Richthofen? Uh, Rick Tovin, excuse me. All right, stay with us. The best of it, Bessie will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt, Nam Fon, and Patty Cohen. First trivia question uh, What was the nickname of German flying ace Manfred von Richthofen? Nam? Curse you, Red Baron. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the Red Baron. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Snoopy. Snoopy said that. Yeah, that's right. In fact, there's kind of a fun uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Uh, uh, song about that too uh let's see here i wanted to make just a quick mention before we get back to that real estate uh uh, stuff um i I just read that the uh, uk government uh, offered its first ever negative yielding bond it's and it raised 46 billion dollars excuse me 4.6 billion dollars selling a three-year government bond yield known as a glit g-l-i-t glit uh, with a yield of negative 0.003%. Uh, so basically, you've got to pay the government a little bit to hold your money for three years. Um, and uh, Germany and Japan apparently have also offered negative yielding debt instruments. So this is not the first time a government has done it, but it is the first time for uh, Great Britain. I still kind of look and go, who would buy a negative bond? And apparently it's, it's, well, let's, let's government. talk about that for a minute. And again, I don't, uh, I don't know like the expert egghead answer for it, but I, I got to assume that you can't keep large sums of money like that in a bank checking account uh, at risk. It's not insured. There's probably obligations by the, those that in, have decided to invest in those negative returning bonds that, you know, they've, they've got safety requirements and, and they have to put those into certain, certain types of, of securities, I guess. I, yeah. mean, it, uh, well, I don't well, know what other reason why they would. Uh, apparently governments are buying them to devalue their currency. So, I mean, we have uh, to kind of get uh, um, uh, uh, an economic an economist, in an economist yeah. on here again. Yes. Uh, uh, Gary Schlossberg from uh, Wells Fargo. He's been on the show a few times. We'd have to ask him, you know, cause I don't know yeah. how many individuals would do it. Uh, apparently, you know, if the government's going to charge you like on checking accounts, then you save on the fees. But I mean, yeah. well, yeah. for an individual, I mean, if you have a checking account that charges you money to keep your money in there, but it's FDI insured for $250,000, you put it in the bank, you know, up to that amount, because you know, no matter what goes wrong, you, you believe that there's an insurance company backing, you know, behind there. But, but of course, if everything goes to heck in a handbasket, even the insurance company is not going to be able to pay the federal deposit insurance company might be in trouble there too. 
Um, I don't know. My mattress seems to be a pretty good place to uh, to hold up. I love my mattress. My three hundred fifteen dollars. Yes. Instead of, instead of down comfort. Don't give out your address, Edward. <laughs> give out your address. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming over to your house later, Edward. Yeah. yeah it's, instead of it's goose down feathers, I've got dollar bills stuffed in the uh, in the mattress. So three hundred sixteen dollars doesn't go far, though. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Patty, you had some very interesting uh, stats for us that you want to share. Well, yeah. I mean, when this all went down on the 16th of March, uh, people were, you know, tenants were talking about not paying rent and you don't have to. And people were not going to pay their mortgage. And the truth is, the statistic is nationwide, um, for April rent, 95% paid their, their rent. Okay. And in in uh, 2009, it was 98%. In May, now this was as of the 6th of May, 80% paid. And last year, it was 82% because there's always a percentage that don't pay on time. Yeah, I was just saying May 6th rather than May 20th or something. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There, uh, I, I don't know how true this is, but there was a, I did get an email from a, a company that was making loans in California for 50 years. And they sent out an email saying, that's it, we're done. We're, we're not lending in California anymore based on some AB uh, 2055 or whatever uh, bill it was that uh. was trying to get passed. Now it hasn't passed yet. And they even said in the article that they'll, or the, the email, they'll probably, it'll probably get watered down. But it was ridiculous. It was like, uh, you don't have to pay for six months, and then you can ask for another six months, and then you can have one more six months where you don't have to pay. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, well, that, that's a horrifying uh, potential bill. And, in fact, Edward, you shared with me an email from uh, uh, a, a company that buys notes from us saying they will no longer buy notes secured by real estate in California um, and they, they, they just assumed that something like that, even watered down, was going to pass. And they just say, you know, that's it. It's expensive enough to live here. We're not going to be insulted by them trying to take our money away from us by, uh, by forcing us to make loans to people and then uh, uh, not allowing us to foreclose or evict or, or conduct any kind of action against them if they decide, eh, I'm not going to pay for the next year. Well, that, and that's the thing is, is uh, this was so egregious the way it was apparently coming out the gate where California you, communists, you didn't, to, you didn't have to prove that you needed the break. All you had to do. No, was, that's just it. Just that's do it. Ah, I don't want to pay. Yeah. Well, it's you know funny. What? Here's an article from Forbes uh, today that says, according to their survey, 70% of homeowners who took advantage of forbearance didn't need to. I believe it. Yeah, those I, people, are, I, I those people will be at our doorstep next year when they find out that the banks will no longer uh, finance their real estate purchases because there's a memo section in their credit report that says they applied for forbearance, even though their credit score didn't change. Hey, we're going yeah. to get it. We'll talk about, about that, that the next time, and I yeah. looked into it a little bit. Um, because even if the bank doesn't report anything negative, it still will show that for those months there was a zero payment. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Plus, as Mark says in the comment section, uh, it'll it'll say something about that. But you know, if those rules are going to pass the way they are, then how come I can't go to the IRS and say, you know, what, I just don't want to pay? 
Yeah. Right. And then, and do I get to go to a Safeway and just start taking food off the shelves and say, COVID, <laughs> I don't have to pay COVID, you know? Yeah. Yeah. COVID. Edward, I want you to be the first to try that. You threatened to do that with PGD and Comcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'd rather see you do it Safeway. There's a little If I do it with pg and I'm going to be uh, uh, reading by candlelight pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy. So just to, just to uh, circle back on that, uh, uh, and again, you, you wonder, so Forbes writes 70% of uh, people taking advantage of forbearing on their mortgage payments didn't need to. Apparently, they reached out and, and conducted a number of interviews, and they said that uh, the, the reason, the, uh, the primary reason they were hearing was essentially that the, uh, the homeowner simply wanted a break from their normal monthly payments, which again, if it's, if it's a total freebie, why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. They also said the mindset was most common with millennial and Gen X homeowners, which goes to show you they were probably too young to understand that, uh, that this, you know, they don't have the experience on how, you know, delicate your credit is and how important yeah. it is to maintain credit and how you really don't want to do something that's going to haunt you for the next 10 years of your life. So it's really unfortunate for, for them. Well, it's sort of like when people file BK who just, you know, uh, I, they have $20,000 in bills and they file BK. And it's like, yeah. you know, you don't realize the effect, how much further that's going to go. I mean, BK yeah. is there for a reason for people who really need it. Hey, yeah. second trivia question is, who lives in a garbage can on the TV show Sesame Street? This is for all those four-year-olds who are uh, listening to this show, earning, earning about a former four-year-old. A former four-year-old. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Noam? What? About former four-year-olds, four-year-olds, too. Yeah, that's true. Okay, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win the tanning certificate. Who lives What's in a garbage can on the TV show Sesame Street? All right, stay with, we always have fun here. Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. Don't test that dial. When we come back, we've got some very interesting email for our panelists. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt, Nan Fon, and Patty Cohen. Uh, our second trivia question was, who lives in a garbage can on the TV show Sesame Street? <laughs> We always ask the most poignant, up-to-date <laughs> trivia questions here on The Best of Investing. And that Oscar. Would be Oscar the Grouch. Oscar, oh, nice. yeah. Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. That's right. He came to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's Beat my head there Oscar trying to remember. On, on The Odd Couple, because he was kind of messy, grouchy, you know, sort of in a garbage. Yeah. All right. A couple of emails come in. Uh, Mark and Nam, uh, besides your fund, what other products do you promote? <laughs> do we promote? Quite a few different products, and lately even more. So, you know, um, besides the fund, I'll start with, you know, what we've had in existence now for several years. Uh, We obviously sell individual deeds of trust, or maybe not obvious, but um, we sell individual notes or deeds of trust when we have a loan that um, may not be a fit for the fund. Um, And uh, oftentimes we're just selling those on our marketplace, which is private money loans. And uh, it's privatemoneyloans.com, and it's where individual investors can invest in a single uh, loan. Um, And it's so with a fund, you have to invest a minimum of fifty thousand. You have to be accredited, 
and uh, it was one year hold where with notes, you don't have to be accredited. Um, you can invest, uh, you know, 50, 100, 250,000. Uh, our typical loan on there, I would say is about 850 to a million dollars. Yep. And uh, you don't have to invest in the whole note. You can invest uh, on a fractional basis. So that's one way. And then we have uh, started something pretty recent, I think, with, uh, with uh, our another kind of fund that we have. Uh, it's called the Pacific Freedom Fund. And it's uh, for investors who want liquidity. Um, it's what we use it for is to close loans that we're going to then turn around and sell to our institutional capital partners. And typically that's done, you know, twice, once or twice a month. And um, it's, it's a higher bar. You have to invest a minimum of 500000 uh, unless you're an existing investor who might accept a lower amount. But it gives those investors the ability who are typically between investing in trust deeds. So they have a trust deed opportunity that uh, pays off, so all of a sudden they're liquid. They can park that in our Freedom Fund and earn a consistent return of 7%. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's, uh, you know, we have three funds now. So in addition to selling individual notes, we've got our existing legacy fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund, which is our, our, our primary focus. It pays in the high sevens right now, the high 7% range. It's got $60 million of assets under management. Then we've got, uh, as Nam was pointing out, our, our, our new fund uh, called the Freedom Fund, which is which we use like a warehouse line of credit to uh fund and close loans that we intend to sell within 30 days. And so we're revolving that capital quickly and, and uh, uh, we allow investors in that fund to redeem uh, without any penalty or, uh, uh, or lockup period. And then we've got a, another new fund, uh, North Star Capital Fund, uh, that's designed to make construction loans and to serve the, uh, the underserved needs of contractors and major remodelers uh, who have trouble finding financing, particularly in today's market. That fund is uh, a new fund, and it doesn't have a, bit, a, a long history yet, but it's designed to produce yields between 8 and 10%. So, And then uh, in a future show, Edward and I will be sharing with you yet another fund uh, that we are in the midst of, of putting together that's probably about three months away from launching. And that one is a, uh, a note fund where we're purchasing notes at, at discounts, performing notes, not non-performing notes, but performing notes at discounts in other states that provide yields uh, uh, in the low teens is what we're financial modeling right now. So again, a lot of different loan products. Uh, one of the things we've become really good at is, is at Pacific Private Money is raising capital and providing very strong yields to our investors for that money. And in 12 years, we have never lost a single dollar of investor capital. In fact, we've always paid the promised interest rate. And that's, uh, that goes uh, through uh, and current with uh, this current month of May 2020, uh, notwithstanding COVID and some people yep. deciding not to pay their loans, et cetera, et cetera. We still have very well secured, very well collateralized, collateralized loan portfolios at Pacific Private Money. And for more information, uh, our new investor uh, tab on our website does uh, – uh, share information about uh, our three funds, our three existing funds, and our and our um, trustee investor portal, privatemoneyloans.com. To find out more information, go to pacificprivatemoney.com. That's pacificprivatemoney.com, and check out the investor tab. 
and there's more information. We're adding to our website all the time. Kimberly's hard at work on it right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. As we speak, yeah. And, and uh, Patty, an e email comes in and says, uh, how long should I give a listing to my broker? Oh, that's a great question. Um, 30 days. Some part of it, <laughs> three days, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there's so much gearing up time, and now these days, it, you know, it used to be 90 days, but these days you could take 60 days just to prepare a property. But, if you, but when you talk about the really high end, like four million, twelve million plus, it, it's a, a year, a year, and now generally it's six months. Okay. Um, and it just it just really depends on how marketable the property is. I mean, most usually it's six months, but some sellers, most really don't care, but some really have a specific need. For less, and that's fine. You know, I, I do a lot of sixty days. I mean, sorry, ninety days, um, six months. Yeah. It used it used to be like if you were a shrewd and savvy seller or real estate investor, you know, we were told don't ever give your listing agent you know more than ninety days. Yeah. They'll always ask for six months, but you want to hold their feet to the fire. But you bring up a good point in that nowadays. Um, you know, the real pros uh, like you, Patty, are you're putting a lot of time and you're advancing, you know, your own costs into yeah. getting everything set up. And oftentimes, especially if it is a high end property, you know, slightly higher price per square foot than maybe your neighbors, you know, you really um, it, it's it's a matter of how much energy and commitment can you put in both financially and in terms of time. If you have a seller who you think is going to be flaky on, you know, if, if you don't sell it in the first 30 days, they're going to want to yank that listing from you. So you're really mm -hmm. looking for a partnership, a commitment to, to tell your client that, you know, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to really put out time and money on your behalf to get the best, you know, to get the best deal for you. And it, you know, and it may not, you know, you may not be able to do it in 90 days in this market. Yeah. And okay. how, do you, how do people get a hold of you? Um, uh, my name is Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm with Compass. I'm based in Marin County. And my phone number is 415-722-4842. Very good. All right. We're going to cut to our third trivia question here. Approximately how many inches are in a meter? Right. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answers is going to win the tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. Uh, approximately how many inches are in a meter? Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. When we come back, Nam and Mark are going to give us a deal of the week, and we're going to talk to Patty some more about some real estate. Don't touch that though. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff, Nam Fon, and Patty Cohen. Third trivia question, approximately how many inches are in a meter? 38? 32. 39. Ooh, wow. Oh, it's, okay. a, it's longer yeah. than that. That's right. It's longer than that. Um, I was waiting for Mark to go 38.1. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why I say approximately <laughs> how much. Um, wow. So, uh, Nam, uh, deal of the week. Deal of the week. So, you know, this is sometimes a uh, 
repeat myself, but it's to, to drive a point home, which is, you know, that we, <laughs> we do a lot of bridge loans. Um, this one, uh, it's not only is it a bridge loan where we cross against other property that they own, but another one of those uh, stories related to COVID where they were, this, these folks had a loan in place with a, what we call a non-QM lender, and three days before they were supposed to close, their loan got pulled right from under them. So talk about stressful. Three days and they were planning to uh, complete the purchase of a property. Um, and when when uh, COVID hit, you know, the non-QM lenders pretty much froze up. And so their um, realtor came to us, Pacific Private Money, and said, hey, can you help us out here? We've got to close really fast. We didn't close in three days. They got an extension. But point is that uh, this was somebody who would never have landed on our doorstep, you know, 45 days ago. And we're just seeing these uh, still. And this was one that closed just uh, earlier this week. Um, it was only three, well, $360,000 loan. That's not a small loan, but the purchase price was uh, just a little over half a million. And in this case, the other component is that it was uh, a consumer or owner-occupied loan, which most private lenders don't do. Most private lenders won't lend to somebody who's buying a home uh, that they intend to live in. And then couple of fact with uh, that they had another home to sell that they had not sold yet. So we uh, used the equity in their departing residence. Uh, it was listed but not yet sold as collateral towards uh, on the loan for the purchase. So what we call a cross collateralization, it's a short-term loan. Um, you know, they'll be able to refinance out of our loan into likely, you know, a non-QM loan probably within six months. So, so it's kind of interesting. You're actually getting more business because of this COVID situation. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we we're, um, you know, yes. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, our rates have gone up. I just want the audience to know, well, but. Nom, you're not responsible for the COVID, right? Okay. We just happen to have a business model that has always been really a plan B when plan A fails. We, we, we serve clients with a transactional distress component and that might be a glitch in their credit or something that pops up unexpectedly or there's a need for speed. Uh, these are, you know, the typical reasons. And with COVID and the non-QM, the non-agency self-employment loans, uh, that whole market segment freezing, now all of a sudden we're getting applications with appraisals showing, you know, major California lenders who we're very familiar with who were in the, you know, were, were uh, uh, in the press as being kind of frozen in place, not able to uh, close any more loans because their credit lines had gotten all yanked. And it was really... This is not a good thing. You know, we're trying not to like rub our hands with glee over hardship from, um, you know, individuals and, and investors buying homes, but we are there in case they, you know, yes, we're charging more and not a single borrower is glad that rather than a five or 6% loan, now they're in a nine or 10% loan. But to the extent that it's their choice, they if you if you absolutely want to close that real estate transaction, 
that you're either in contract with or you have your site set on that, you know, our, our capital is a tool and it's low documentation. It's very easy. It's a breath of fresh air to get financing through a company like Pacific Private Money. But you, you pay for the freight. Well, and here's the, thing. the good news with our loan is no prepayment penalties. So you could use our money as a tool, even though the note rate's 10 percent. If you only hold the note for three months, you're not paying 10 percent for the money. Exactly. And the thing so, is, you guys pretty much have to charge those kinds of rates because the investor capital from the standpoint of what you pay your investors in the fund, you're paying the capital. plus percent. So, yeah, right. you know, it's not like investors are willing to knock down your door and say, sure, I'll invest it if you're paying me 3%. I mean, it's, yeah. it's costing seven and a half. No, we don't pay bank rates, which is 1.001% for yeah. our savings accounts. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, people come to us and, and entrust us with their life savings for, for yields around 7 to 8%. And for that, you know, we have to lend it out at 9 and 10% in order to uh, make a profit in our company. And so again, if people are interested in, um, in, let's say, investing in the fund, what are the qualifications? Can anyone invest? No. So yeah, as I mentioned in an earlier segment, uh, with the Pacific Private Money Fund, in fact, with uh, with uh, all of our funds, you do have to be accredited. So a million dollar net worth for the Pacific Private Money Fund. There's a minimum investment of fifty thousand dollars and a minimum hold of uh, one year. Now we did have uh, an investor who said, hey, I have 50,000, but I want to have, can I, can I invest, have two accounts, one of 25,000 each? And in that case, yes, because they have IRA monies and then they also have cash, which you can't do with one account, but we can certainly accommodate uh, two accounts. Okay, in that and, situation. and so again, if people want to get a hold of you? If they want to reach us, they can call us at 415-883-2150 or go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right. And we'll have another fund uh, Zoom meeting or information session in June. We'll announce it uh, probably coming up yeah. on a future right. uh, episode. Good. And then yeah. Patty, uh, before we get to a, uh, another break, I want you to give out your information and uh, give us any little uh, uh, advice to the people out there who are looking to buy or sell. Okay, great, thank you. I'm with uh, Compass. In, based in Marin County, I'm Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N, and I can be reached at 415-722-4842. I have been in this business for 32 years. I've sold more listings than 99.3% of Marin agents. So feel free to call me, no obligation, no matter where you are. I'm happy to answer questions. That's what I do. Patty, I have a question. Um, we have a, uh, about a couple minutes left. I mean, where in Marin are you seeing the most activity, or is it really just evenly spread throughout the county? It's a good question. Even the, the high end, I mean, price point is a good question to answer, too. Like, even the high end is moving. But the typical, like, it hasn't really changed. Like, the typical areas that just fly out the, out the door, like Larkspur, Corte Madera, they are still flying out the door. Like, the primo properties done, that are level, close to town, updated. Um, these days, people want it, like, what we call done. They don't want to do any fixing up. So those properties are flying. You know, and I think people are, you know, wanting to get out of San Francisco. So it's not so much shelter in place. I mean, it's not so close quarters, you know. Yeah, yeah that's that's going to be a whole different thing is even if we get out of shelter in place, people are still going to be concerned about being too close to one another and they want mm -hmm. a little bit more space. Same thing with uh, uh, 
people are trying to figure out a way to keep mom and dad at home uh, because people are not doing so well when they're going to these retirement homes. You know, that's, a, yeah. that's kind of a big thing, too. All right. So when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments. So don't touch that dial. Stay with us. The Best of Investing is going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff, Noam Font, and Patty Cohen. Uh, Noam, uh, give us a little optimism, if you would. A little optimism. <laughs> the weather's going to be nice this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so, you know, we had, as I mentioned in the last segment, we're going to have a uh, fund information session, uh, Zoom meeting, webinar, whatever you want to call it, in June. So we'll uh, come out with a date on the next show. Um, and... It was really interesting. We had a really high turnout in the last one. People just wanted to know, hey, what's going on? Keep in mind, this was in uh, in April, right in the middle of COVID. Um, people wanted to know what's going on. You know, what's going on in real estate? Uh, a lot of our investors wanted to know what was going on with uh, Pacific Private Money. So we want to give another update. Uh, although we've been sending updates almost bi-monthly to our investors through our newsletter, um, but uh, there is some good news. So you know, in April we had you know uh, an uptick in in borrowers. Um, wanting to uh, either delay payments or defer their payments uh, to the tune of, you know, 20 to 25 uh, borrowers. In May, we only had two. That's so that's good. a huge drop. And, um, you know, so I'm optimistic that, and you're hearing in the news, the, you know, all, all of the things like flattening of the curve, um, you know, and the ability to increase the testing, you know, people are following the social distancing protocols. So I just feel like we're coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of this and, and we're starting to open things up. So by the time June, uh, June's event will come around, which is in about a month, so much will have happened. But I think yep. it will be good news. So I'm excited to, to share that in the next. And uh, Mark, you're session. sending out uh, uh, information to clients twice a month, right? Yeah, and we yeah. just, uh, Kimberly, our, our uh, marketing director, just created a, uh, you know, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, we've got it both in uh, email format uh, that we're sending out uh, to people already in our database, but also at our website now that's an opportunity to subscribe. And, you know, back in the day, newsletters were, you know, kind of these, uh, standard boilerplate, boring, yeah. you know, stories and recipes and other nonsense. We, we curate all of our own content. We write everything ourselves and we only share uh, on a concise level, uh, you know, not a lot of bloviated, you know, boring nonsense, but really, you know, because we have our ears to the, uh, to the road, we can really talk about, you know, what, what's happening in mortgage lending, what's happening in California real estate, um, we have, we just have a, a, a big network of relationships where we uh, have access to information that you're not going to find in the local papers and you're certainly not going to hear it on TV or the radio. Yeah. 
By golly, except on this show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we don't we don't just copy somebody else's recipe. We actually try cooking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, and uh, Patty, any last? Uh, we got one minute for you. Well, you know, basically, if you're thinking about selling between now and the next seven years, now is the time. Because we were already headed for, you know, the flat buyer's market. And you put COVID on top of it, all bets are off right now. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of talk about is this going to happen again and it's going to happen over and over again. We really don't know. What we do know is that the market is strong right now and interest rates are low. So this is... Uh, you know, you, you, you know, unless you have to, I wouldn't just say, well, I'm going to wait till next year and maybe, you know, maybe things will be better. They could, they might be, we hope they will, but we don't know that they will be. So, right. uh, there's an opportunity now to sell. Very good. Uh, Patty, why don't you give out your information? More Thank you. 415-722-4842. And again, it's Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N, and I'm with Compass. Very good. All right. Uh, here's our thoughts for the day. If at first you don't succeed, try doing what your coach told you to do the first time and <laughs> do it now. Sometimes later becomes never. And uh, just so you know, I, one time uh, a cop pulled me over and said papers. I said, scissors, I win. And I, <laughs> I drove off. <laughs> Not you like that. Uh, all right. Yep. We're going to cut out for today. So, Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.